Hi there, and welcome to another Careers in Health podcast. My name's Todd Fraser. Joining me on today's podcast is an old university classmate of mine, Dr. Craig Mitchell. Craig is an anaesthetist at a regional Victorian hospital, which has afforded him a range of opportunities that have led to a diverse and often fascinating career. Craig, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Todd. Good to talk again. Craig, um, you're original, originally from a regional area and you've returned to regional practice. Was that always going to be your plan? Uh, no, I don't think I ever had that uh, particular plan. Um, I grew up in Ballarat and then uh, went off to Melbourne for uni. Um, uh, I had a little taste of coming back as an intern to Ballarat for a while and then uh, went uh, back to Melbourne uh, to train as an anaesthetist and uh, a bit of moving around through the anaesthetic training program. And then uh, I moved back to Ballarat in 2006 once I'd finished uh, the uh, anaesthetic training. And um, I think really uh, as much for the type of actual medical work <laughs> that it uh, allowed me um, rather than any particular aim to move back to Ballarat. I sort of just uh, enjoyed the good mix of uh, work that you could do in a regional area. Now, you've trained as an anaesthetist. When was it that you first realised that that was what you were interested in doing in your career? Um, that was probably uh, in about my second uh, postgraduate year. I, I was really probably a bit more interested in the surgical side of things and uh, I was doing um, a bit of private uh, surgical assisting uh, out of hours and uh, I enjoyed the uh, the rapport with the anaesthetists uh, at that time. We'd never really got a chance to do any anaesthetics of any uh, amount in medical school or in uh, as a junior resident. So it was a good chance to see what the uh, anaesthetists were doing and uh, a few of them would often say, oh, come and, um, you know, do the airway before you go and wash your hands for the case and things like that. So I think that's what sort of got me interested in um, in uh, the anaesthetic side of things uh, was sort of just a bit of mentoring from some of the private anaesthetists that, uh, that I'd been uh, working alongside as a surgical assistant. What was it about anaesthetics that started to get you interested? Uh, one thing I really liked was the uh, the mix of both uh, sort of procedural work and um, and just knowledge uh, in the in the sort of uh, what you would do day to day. So I really I quite like that mix. Um, I probably also in doing a few longer sort of surgical cases. <laughs> realised maybe my uh, my concentration span for that sort of work, uh, for holding retractors and various things, was a bit more limited. And um, I I really did like the sort of uh, the intense moments uh, of of anaesthetic work where uh, where you really had to concentrate on a particular skill or a particular moment, and then. Uh, and then relax a bit and so on. So I, I quite like just the rhythm of uh, of anaesthesia. The other thing that I liked about it was the um, really the widespread sort of um, areas that anaesthetics um, were involved in. And so 
you know, including the um, sort of, uh, I really enjoyed the emergency and uh, and intensive care sort of work um, that anaesthetists were involved in. And, uh, and that sort of was something that I could see myself uh, uh, doing a good mix of both just uh, day-to-day uh, surgical anesthesia and a bit of uh, critical care sort of stuff. So I liked that anesthetics offered that um, as a mix. It's got a reputation as a heavily scientific specialty with a, a focus on a lot of knowledge about drugs and, and those types of things. Is that the way it plays out in real life? Um, I, th- I think that there's that degree of rigour that uh, that everyone... Uh, respects certainly in the early part of the training. Um, there's some um, uh, that the uh, the heavily scientific sort of basis of physiology and pharmacology. Um, you really have to get uh, get that on board before you can start, I guess, developing the more artistic side. And I think. Um, I think those in the specialty and even those outside the specialty have a fair respect for how deep we really go with the uh, with the science, particularly initially. You know, it's almost sort of, I guess, like that sort of military thing of getting really fit before you, you know, develop the rest of the uh, skills. So I, I, are, um, I do like the fact that although it's not day-to-day um Thinking about the pharmacokinetics of every, you know, in minute detail, um, the fact that there's a really solid scientific basis um, to build, you know, individual patient care on, uh, I think works really well. So um, I think that, you know, if we go back to it, most of us understand the science really well. And so we can start to develop. a little more freeform, the right recipe for each patient. Craig, as you mentioned, a lot of medical students and junior doctors have got very limited exposure to anaesthetics. So what does an anaesthetist actually do? Um, so there's, uh, there's a range of things we do. It probably depends where we end up uh, working. But uh, our job nowadays uh, involves... Uh, sort of operative anaesthesia. So as you can imagine, being in hospital and uh, preparing and giving patients an anaesthetic for their operation, that's uh, that's probably the majority of what we do. Um, there's also a um, fair bit of work now in the perioperative sort of medicine side of things. So that means really getting patients uh, seeing patients, making sure they're suitable for their operation, uh, planning the right approach for their operation, and seeing them uh, sort of after their operation to make sure that in uh, sort of medications, fluids, ongoing morbidities, um, those sort of things are controlled well. Uh, another key part of what we do is just the acute pain management of patients after their operation. Uh, so, uh, so looking after either regional anaesthetic approaches like epidurals or nerve blocks, uh, and also making sure that any other key sort of pain things like patient-controlled analgesias are all suitable uh, in the post-operative period and transitioning them 
back to uh, to uh, oral analgesia and a plan to go home with. Um, there's also uh, other sorts of specialties that some of us work in. For example, I did uh, 12 years as a consultant uh, working in intensive care um, and uh, and getting involved in uh, responding to emergencies uh, in the emergency department or in intensive care is also something that uh, many anaesthetists will uh, get involved in just depending on the setting that they're in. Craig, what's a, what are the sorts of things that you derive enjoyment from uh, as part of your day-to-day work at this point in your career? Uh, look, day-to-day, I, um, I still get a real kick out of, uh, out of seeing someone have a, a really good course and a good recovery from, uh, from really major operations. So, uh, so we'll often do sort of big, uh, big cancer operations, big vascular operations, uh, that's, um, that require a lot of, uh, different skills. So things like putting in, uh, regional nerve blocks, putting in invasive monitoring, uh, making sure that, uh, that patients who might not be uh, uh, particularly fit uh, get through these what are, you know, really be insults to their body um, uh, without, uh, without any sort of major hiccups. I still get a big uh, kick out of that. The other thing I really quite like is, um, you know, coming up with, approaches to people who've had a rough time with anaesthetics and surgery in the past, um, thinking of ways that we can, uh, uh, sort of more novel ways to get those people through perhaps with, without, um, without the problems that they've had previously. Now that might not be life and death, but it might be someone who's had, you know, a terrible time with pain in the past or with, uh, nausea and vomiting after their operation or with, uh, you know, agitation or uh, delirium after their operation. So getting uh, someone who's had problems or is at risk of problems through with a really smooth anaesthetic, I still get a real um, a real kick out of that. Yeah. What are some of the frustrations? Is There must be things about anaesthesia that irritate you uh, on a daily basis. Um, yeah, look... Uh, uh, anesthesia wouldn't be for everyone. I think one of the things that you um, uh, you need to accept as the anesthetist is you're really just a uh, a part of the team, and uh, it's it's rare that we're uh, particularly driving the whole uh, the whole process for each particular patient where uh, where that'll be done usually with uh headed up by the surgical team until there's a until there's an issue or something that needs their help. So um that can be a, a frustration for some people is that uh, they might feel certain approaches are wrong but uh but um the team approaches although you can sort of bring those things up often you need to just uh use your knowledge and skills to make it happen the way uh the way uh, you want to happen. Um, other things, uh, frustrations can be often just uh, when system 
uh, sorts of things uh, let things down. So, you know, it might be as simple as uh, a patient's history not being uh, available um, so that you can do a, a more thorough um, preoperative plan. Um, it can be uh, things that you wanted done for patients that slipped through the cracks in the hospital system. They're little frustrations that we're always trying to sort of improve. Um, but, uh, but like a lot of uh, specialties, you know, the, the system um, finds ways of uh, throwing it up because it's just a complex thing that we do. Joining me today is anaesthetist Dr Craig Mitchell. This is just one of a series of Careers in Health podcasts found at our website at www.oslocommunity.com. Can you tell us a little bit about the training pathway for people who want to do anaesthetics in Australasia? Yeah, so nowadays uh, uh, what happens is, um, well, as you come out of uh, medical school, intern year is reasonably standard across Australia, involves a bit of medicine, surgery and emergency medicine uh, for most people. A second year job um, for someone who was interested in anaesthesia is um, is really best as a mixed sort of job. There's uh, I, don't, I don't think as a second year postgraduate that there's any particular need to narrow down into the critical care spectrum, but there are some um, there are some jobs around Australia now that offer a bit more exposure to the critical care side of things in uh, second postgraduate year. Um, and then uh, the third postgraduate year is usually where people get serious about trying to uh, uh, make sure um, what they uh, that anaesthetics is what they want to do, and to show that they've got the aptitude to uh, to get onto the program. So most people in there uh, trying to get onto the program would take on a, a critical care based year in their third postgraduate year and, uh, and try to get a reasonable proportion of anaesthesia uh, training uh, in, that, in that particular year. Um, from there, uh, the, if they're selected onto the anaesthetic program, the anaesthetic program's uh, broken up into basic and advanced training. So in the, in the first two uh, basic years, it's um, it's a matter of establishing really the uh, uh, the foundations of anaesthesia. So how to give a safe anaesthetic for most things, um, and also getting through the uh, the primary exam, which is uh, as we talked about before, a really heavily science uh, based uh, exam. So they're the uh, they're the sort of main days of the basic, uh, so the first two years of the five-year training program. The next two, uh, the next two years are the advanced training years, and that's where subspecialty training uh, becomes uh, important. So, um, so trainees then rotate through uh, and become really independent with things such as obstetric anaesthesia, um, paediatric anaesthesia and other things like cardiac or neuroanesthesia. Um, it's a, a competency-based um, 
uh, assessment system for most of those things. So it's a matter of getting a, uh, a number of those cases uh, sort of built up over the years and uh, workplace-based assessments of the anaesthetics that you do in each of those sorts of uh, situations. Um, the... The final year of anaesthetic training is called a provisional fellowship year. So what it is is basically um, an opportunity for advanced trainees to perform as a consultant. So uh, so in that provisional fellowship year, you're usually uh, operating fairly independently, uh, except for uh, there'll be uh, sections where, you know, perhaps in um, uh, very high complexity cases, things like that, where you'll be getting training from mentors uh, at that stage. So the provisional fellowship year is also one where a lot of trainees will start to choose almost a bit of a subspecialty or, a, or, a, um, or at least a subspecialty interest uh, in what they uh in what they want to do in the future. As I said, that might be uh, doing kids, it might be um, it might be doing some more perioperative medicine, it might be doing cardiac anesthesia, or it might be something a little bit different like intensive care or retrieval sort of work. Craig, um, your career has also led you down a non-healthcare pathway as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so one of the... Uh, one of the benefits of uh, moving back to uh, Ballarat, um, a regional town offers you, um, as well as a bit of uh, spare time, there's, uh, there's sort of the affordability and time to take time off and do other things. So I've, uh, I joined with my uh, sister and her husband, and along with my wife, we formed a winery uh, soon after I uh, moved back to Ballarat as a specialist and uh, so we've been um, making wine around the Ballarat area for about uh, a bit over 12 years now um, under the name Mitchell Harris uh, Wines and we've got a, uh, a cellar door and wine bar right in the city in Ballarat where we, uh, where we show our wines from the district along with lots of other wines from Western Victoria and, uh, and a little selection from around the world. So it's been really good fun sort of being in the wine industry. It's, some, it's a total break from medicine and uh, something that I've uh, enjoyed getting into, both in the making side but uh, also uh, a bit of the marketing side of, uh, of what we do uh, in the wine business has been something that's just totally different from um, medicine and something I really enjoy in my time off. Craig, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast and sharing some of your insights into life as an anaesthetist. Great. Great to talk again, Todd, and uh, hope uh, that uh, uh, fills in a few gaps for uh, people thinking perhaps of an anaesthetic or critical care job down the line. Thanks for joining us. For more great interviews just like this, visit our homepage at www.oslocommunity.com.